This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. another episode of Extreme Resurrection and a happy new year to all of our uh, listeners uh, across the boards of the uh, Place to Be Nation network, uh, whether you listen to Place to Be Nation wrestling feed, North South Connection and or the pop feed, whatever you listen to, uh, everybody at the uh, everyone on the Place to Be Nation who have podcasts and or are uh, affiliated with the uh, Place to Be Nation community, appreciates the uh, love and support here as we uh, march into 2024 with uh, either short content or long content. It's always fun to be a part of uh, the Place to Be Nation group. And, uh, you know, we have uh, another two episodes of ECW on Sci-Fi to cover tonight as we march on to SummerSlam 2007. Uh, you know, uh, we, we do have some uh, repeats here tonight as uh we get into it you know and you're gonna see a lot of uh repeating things because the ecw roster is thinned out but uh we'll see how the uh superstars uh shape up tonight but also let me introduce my partner mr steve riddle steve how are you doing tonight i am doing good it is a uh, it is a new year and um 2023 was a good year for the uh, for us here at the ptb nation it's the in terms of the growth we had i predict that uh, 2024 is only going to be better oh uh, yeah you know well, especially now with uh you know the video content and uh you know always like breaking off into like you know the 9021 no so uh podcast too is uh they get on to season three at beverly hills too so uh it's good to see like all these uh new uh podcasts forming and uh new content coming out mm-hmm. yeah definitely so, Steve, like I said before, uh, before we get into uh, these uh, shows here, you know, we are going to see a lot of uh, we are seeing repeats of uh, things, you know, but they are trying to, like, you know, get across uh, who's going to be like the number one contender for the ECW title. And John Morrison is uh, playing the role of the uh, the heel champion really, really well. Wouldn't you say so? Yeah, he's definitely. um growing um i mean when you, you think about where he was when he you know first got the title to where he is now he's definitely has started to grow he's starting to, you can see the confidence um starting to build in him as he's kind of getting this new uh this new character down and um you know kind of you know establishing himself as the top heel on the brand which you know um which like a few months ago you probably would never have imagined that you know that thought <laughs> 
Now, uh, you know, he's come from like the tag team Veminem, and then like he was like, you know what? I think I want to like you know increase myself just a little bit. Let's drop the whole Nitro thing, you know, in the stardom, and let's become the uh, as he says the Sean of sexy, you know, and uh, becomes uh, John Morrison here. However, on the downside of these ECW shows, we do see a lot of repeats. Like I said, uh, you know, and we're gonna see like. Two re- repetitive matches uh, in between weeks here, but uh, we are on the road to SummerSlam as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's something we've talked about these last few episodes is the the lack of depth that ECW has. Um, you know, we saw it in the draft where a couple of guys got you know taken away to the other brands, and while ECW did get some some new faces, um, they're still really really thin on. Um, on on uh, the guys, so like you said, a lot of uh, we've seen a lot of repeat matches, um, and just you know, just just it does get kind of repetitive after a while. Um, but I mean, you can't really fault the guys; they're trying their best. But this when they're dealing with such a limited you know limited hand, um, they can only do so much. Yep. So let's dive into our first episode tonight. This is ECW, July twenty. 20- July 31st, 2007. We are live from Phoenix, Arizona. John Morrison comes out to the ring. He is gonna. He calls himself the Sean of Sexy and the new face of Extreme. He's going to offer another uh, 15 minutes of fame. But I thought it was funny how he was like the shaman, not the Sean of Sexy, the shaman of Sexy, which was, I think, very, very funny. Like, you know. And like, he's just like, look at my body, you know, look at who I am, you know, follow me into the world of extreme and you won't be disappointed. So he's trying to like get like a cult of fans, but they really all just want him to lose and see him punk to be ECW champion, or at least somebody else to be champion. But he's going to offer another 15 minutes of fame. And then, um, uh, he starts naming like sports athletes, like, uh, I forget Matt Lionheart and uh, Randy Johnson. Like he's like the, uh, you know, um, like, you know, it's not going to be Matt Lionheart. It's not going to be Randy Johnson. Like he's trying to get like celebrities to wrestle him. But it's like those guys are not coming out to wrestle you, you know. Um, another chopper comes out and this guy only lasts uh, 21 seconds. So not that much here. This guy looked like a mustache. I think it was the mustache gimmick guy, you know? So I kind of thought it was hilarious. Like who they got. Yeah. Um, again, just another, you know, it's way for Morrison to get himself. Like you say, he's starting to get his, you know, the, the, catchphrases then you know the shaman of sexy the guru of greatness um you know the palace of wisdom and uh yeah i, I yeah it was funny he was kept calling uh, him matt well, so it's it's actually i mean for those who may not know it's pronounced uh Leinert is the, is the uh, quarterback matt Leinert. and i've and i was thinking that too it's like is he intentionally calling him Leinhardt, or does he think that's actually his name how his last name is pronounced <laughs> um and then yeah calling out uh randy johnson who i think at that point was probably at the tail end of his career um yeah. <laughs> and then they, and then we just, you know, this, they bring out against some, you know, Jabron here who gets, uh, who gets crushed in 20 seconds. So, um, just uh, more weight for uh, Morrison to keep building heat for himself. Oh my, ma- I guess my math was off. I counted 21. <laughs> 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 so that was kind of funny. I was like, oh, is it 21 seconds? I don't know. But then, um, but then Tommy Dreamer comes out and he. Says he wants another. He wants 
uh, more than anything to be ECW champion again. Elijah Burke then comes out, and then he calls Tommy prehistoric and, uh, you know, says that Tommy is past his prime and it's time for a new face of ECW. So he pleads his case uh, to why he should get an ECW title shot. And then CM Punk comes out. Punk says that he and Morrison should go at it one more time. If Punk loses that time, you know, he won't challenge for the ECW title again. Morrison then proposes a triple threat match between the three men, and they all agree. So tonight's main event is going to be CM Punk versus Elijah Burke versus Tommy Dreamer, where the winner doesn't get an ECW title shot, but gets an ECW gets a 15 minutes of fame shot. And then if they beat Morrison next week, they become the number one contender for the ECW title. So that's going to be our main event. So I thought it was a good promo between uh, the three men and uh, Morrison, you know, weaseling his way out of an ECW title match up and watching these three just destroy each other. Yeah, I mean, you knew that. I mean, these are pretty much the, we've kind of mentioned on the last episode how these are the four guys that are kind of now the like the the four main players right now on ECW. Um, you know, Dreamer's playing his case to be champion one more time, and Burke and Burke was like, uh, "Forget fifteen minutes, Dreamer. You're fifteen years past your cell date." Um, so I thought that was a that was actually a good little line there by him. Um, and then Punk coming out saying that you know. Morrison, you may have thought you were done with me, but I'm not done with you yet. And then, like you said, they're setting up the triple threat, which is, I think, a little setup to kind of, you know, play to her because you knew that one of them was going to get Morrison the next week, like I said, the 15 minutes of fame to see who's going to get the title shot. They didn't say it was going to hear that it was going to be at SummerSlam, but you kind of assumed that it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, you know, it felt like they were just like proposing that. Like, I felt like Joey Styles, maybe that was more towards the uh second um episode of ECW, but I thought they were like, oh, well, you know, that person might be in line for a shot, whether that's at SummerSlam or you know, ECW again, you know. So we'll see what happens uh tonight. Next up, we have Steven Richards, so Stevie Richards versus Kevin Thorne again. Thorne runs Stevie into the turnbuckle. Drop kick to Thorne, a backbreaker to Stevie, and then a second backbreaker for a two count. Stevie then gets another surprise roll up for the win. Um, for this matchup, Steve, I want to star in a quarter. Yeah, I want to star. Uh, you know, again, kind of like we said, we saw the match the week before, and it was pretty much uh, wash, rinse, repeat because Thorne pretty much dominated the entire match. Um, you know, had some good little power moves in, but then he misses the um, the charge in the corner, hits his shoulder in the post, and then Stevie takes advantage. Um, not really sure where they're going with this. Like, is this, you know, are they lining up Stevie for maybe like a little renaissance push here? Um, Nelly's kind of, you know, kind of gotten these like back-to-back fluke wins over Thorne. And, you know, what does this mean for Thorne now? I mean, he's now lost twice to relatively clean to uh, to Stevie, who's been, you know, nothing at this point. So, um, you know, he's a, he's a guy that, you know, maybe could have been in the same mix with, you know, the guys like we saw in the previous segment, like Punk, Mor- uh, Morrison, Thor- I mean, uh, yeah, Burke and uh, Dreamer. And instead he's here, you know, you know, jobbing back-to-back weeks to, uh, to Stevie. Yeah, um, I, I wonder what they're going to do with uh, Stevie now. Well, now he's being Thorne twice. And uh, like you said, where does this go uh, with Kevin Thorne now? Because it looks like, you know, he's 
He's been a little bit of a rut. Like he's still like strong, like looking. But now it's like, well, what are we doing? You know, you're having Stevie beat him <laughs> two weeks in a row. So, um, you know, it's not looking good for him. Um, but now we have Big Daddy V versus uh, three jobbers. <laughs> he tosses one guy into another Samoan drop and a three man splash. And then he slams all three of them down. Uh, for this matchup, I went a quarter star. It was what it was, but just shows the, uh, you know, the massive uh, power in uh, Big Daddy V and uh, Viscera and what they have going for him, you know? Yeah, I went a, um, I went a quarter star as well. Um, just for the, uh, the, uh, the job, so the jobbers' names were um, Jeff Michaels, Brandon Gatston, and John Armstrong. So just in case anybody was uh, curious, um, but yeah, just another kind of a showcase here for um, for for V. Um, again, kind of we mentioned it the last episode. Now they're kind of going the uh, the Andre the Giant route with him, where they're having him beat you know two guys, three guys at a time, um, as he's pretty much just you know kind of getting his uh, his big big moves in and just killing these, uh, killing these, uh, ham and eggers basically, um, to continue building himself up. Yes, indeed. Uh, before he can do more destruction though, boogeyman comes out and big daddy V, um, he backs away. So, uh, we'll see if, uh, they finish their little feud, uh, in the upcoming weeks here as, uh, you know, the Boogeyman is looking for his uh, revenge against Big Daddy V. But again, also, Boogeyman has a... I don't th- I don't know if it was two different people that played the Boogeyman. I think it was the same guy. But uh, he got rid of the black eyeliner, uh, eyeshadow, um, underneath his uh, eyes, too. You know, so it's like a different look for the Boogeyman as well. Yeah, so, yeah, it is the same guy. Yeah, he just had the different... Uh... The different face paint. It almost looked like you know he didn't really even have that much face paint on. It almost looked like you could see his like his like what his actual face looks like. Yeah, it, like I think they were getting away from the voodoo ness of the boogeyman, like just going for a regular like monster look. I think mm-hmm. I don't really know what you would call it, but uh, it looked way different. It was like, oh, this is like taking away from it, but we'll see what happens. Extreme Exposé um, comes out. They do uh, their dance. And then Layla introduces The Miz. And now we have uh, Miz versus Balls Mahoney. Headbutt to Miz. Um, and then like uh, into the, into uh, Miz's stomach. Miz lays, sh- lays shots into Balls. Nutcracker sweet to Miz. But, he, but Miz puts his foot on the ropes. Miz hits a swinging neckbreaker for the win. Uh, for this matchup, Steve, I went one star on it. It was fine. Uh, you know, not a whole lot from Balls Mahoney. And, like, it, you know, Miz is, like, be like this cocky, like, small guy. And uh, he's getting wins over these ECW veterans here. Uh, so it was what it was. I mean, they are trying to pump up the Miz, especially now with all the uh, the ladies with him. Uh, you know, they're trying to give the Miz uh, stardom here as well. But for, for what it was, uh, I gave it a star. Yeah, I want to start too. Um, again, more continuing of Miz pushing himself as a chick magnet. Um, and yeah, they you know whenever they need somebody to kind of you know 
be a guy that could put somebody over. They throw balls out there, and you know he gets a he does get a few shots in, and even gets the nut the nutcracker sweet off. But uh, but Miz was able to get his foot on the rope, like you said, and then Miz finishes him off with that. Actually, I, I kind of like Miz's like little like that runny knee lift into the neck breaker. I think that's a good little uh, combo there for him. And um, again, kind of similar to to Big Daddy V, Miz is continuing to uh, to you know gain some momentum here on uh, on the new brand on his new brand. Yeah. Um, um, it also, um, like looked like Miz, uh, was putting his, like, looked like he was going to put his foot on the rope too early before even the ref counted, uh, the two, like you could see Miz, like he knew what the spot was, but he was trying to do it way too early. And then you had to like re, uh, readjust his legs. So like when he heard the two count and before the three, he put his foot on the rope. I don't know if you noticed that or not either. I, I uh, yeah, I missed that. I, I'd have to go back and check and check that. Yeah, his uh, his like leg was like, oh, I know what the spot is, but he almost did it way too early, and it was like, nope, not there yet, buddy. Elijah Burke says he will take out both Punk and Dreamer, and we've become the uh, the new uh, ECW champion. And now we have a triple threat match. Uh, it, we have the triple threat match. It is Elijah Berg versus Tommy Dreamer versus CM Punk. Shoulder tackle to Punk. Berg goes into the turnbuckle. Slings a somersault to Berg. Flying forearm to Punk. And this is where he says, wow, that, that wow, that hurt. You know, so really looking um, like um Burke like kind of botched the move and uh CM Punk really got hurt here. But then like it and this also looked dangerous, like Punk was giving a receipt because then um Punk gives like a back drop kick to Burke's like face on the head, and like Burke was uh bleeding like through the mouth too. So look back. Burke counted a running knee and throws Punk to the outside. Bulldog to Burke, corkscrew. The corkscrew handstand by Burke to Tommy. Punk sails through the middle rope onto both Burke and Tommy. A backdrop to Punk and a DDT. Texas Cloverleaf to Burke. Kick to Tommy's head. Kick to uh, Tommy's head. A backbreaker by Punk to Burke for a two count. Suplex to Burke and a powerbomb to Tommy by Punk. GTS to Burke for the win. Um, and also there was like one other spot too, where Burke was being the crap out of punk, because I think Burke was pissed off about the receipt. Like it looked like punk and Burke were like throwing live rounds at each other for a little bit. I don't know if you noticed that, but I did. And it looked bad between Elisha Burke and, uh, punk. Like they got pissed at each other for this matchup though, Steve, I went two and three quarters. It was a very good triple threat match. Yeah, I went two and a three quarters as well. Um, I didn't. I'm not a big fan of them actually starting the match during the break, but I thought. But I mean, from what we got, it didn't seem like it was that. You know, started that. You know, early. Um, it seemed like it was a lot of Punk and Burke going back and forth, and Dreamer was definitely the, the odd man out of the three. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Those um, those stiff shots that Punk and Burke were giving each other definitely felt like something. Um, was something happened between the two, and they just you know started just throwing you know, potatoes at each other. Um, you know, I was kind of almost, you, know, you wonder like if, uh, you know, 
if Dreamer should have gotten involved to kind of maybe you know settle things down a bit between the two. Yeah. But um, but yeah, some obviously you know so good back and forth between the three. You figured Punk was gonna win, um, since he was you know still having the um his thing with Morrison, and now um you know we we'll get to see him and Morrison face off on TV, I believe for the first time, um. Because they've only faced each other on the pay-per-views, and I I don't think they've had a singles match against each other on TV yet. So, um, so we'll see now what happens. Because we've I've been kind of saying how the uh, the chemistry between the two has uh, has slowly been growing, but it hasn't been as fluid as I think many thought it would be. So we'll see how the um, how the match goes the next week. Since you figure, since it is a 15 minutes of fame match, they're probably going to go close to the 15 minutes. Yeah. Um. So. And, and we'll, I'll talk about it when we get into the second episode here. But, um, you know, it started off when Burke landed that back knee into Punk's back. And he was like, oh, that hurt, you know. And, like, he sarcastically, like, said it. But he was in pain. And then the drop kick. And then, like, Burke just, like, kept kicking Punk, like, you know, all this. Because you could see Burke was bleeding from his mouth. And it looked bad. Like you said, Tommy should have intervened and be like, hey, you know, this – this stuff happens. You guys got to like get over it. You gave him a receipt, you know, and it's over, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, you know, and, but again, the match is really good. And, uh, you know, Tommy did get some, uh, get some good shots in as well. But again, like you said, he was the odd man out. A punk gets the win. Cause of course he's the baby face. Uh, it would have been awesome. Like if they could have gotten like Tommy in first, like for the win, like just get like, you know, Tommy to fail for the uh, 15 minutes of fame, you know, I don't know, but seemed like it could have been a good opportunity for Tommy to try and get the ECW title back as well. But again, we're continuing the uh, CM Punk storyline here, but you always know that Tommy's going to be around to like help out on the uh, ECW brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's kind of now the, uh, in like the gatekeeper role um, mm-hmm. on ECW. Yep. So now we have we are now going to ECW August 7th, 2007. We are in Youngstown, Ohio. And if you remember, Steve, this is where Roth and Dam and Sabu got uh in trouble for uh marijuana by the Youngstown, Ohio Police Department. And Rob Van Dam kissed his uh career goodbye basically because he never got the ECW title back after losing it to the big show. So Hopefully uh, nobody gets in trouble this time in Youngstown, Ohio, and uh, everything goes smoothly. (laughs) Yeah. We start off with the Boogeyman. Uh, He's making his uh, return here versus Jesse Gilmente or something like that. Like Gilment, I think. Um, The Boogeyman uh, spits worms at Jesse, clotheslines Jesse in a power slam. A big dive off the top rope for the win. I went a half a star. It looked like Boogeyman was trying like a new set of moves here. But again, he's fighting off a jobber. Oh, and then he uh, feeds Jesse the worms afterwards. So I went a half a star. Yeah, I went a quarter star. Basic, again, kind of squash to bring Boogeyman back in. Um, he pretty much, you know, he no-sells all of uh, Jesse's offense, you know, does his power moves and he got some uh he got some good distance on that splash i'll give him that you know for i mean boogie is not a small guy so for him to you know get that kind of distance um you know good for him yep 
And then, um, so then Matt Stryker comes out, says Boogeyman is a disgrace to wrestling. It's just like basically like saying you're a circus freak and all this other stuff. Like you're the epitome of wrestling. Like you don't belong here. And then uh, Big Daddy V comes out and he crushes the Boogeyman. So instead of Boogeyman getting revenge... Um, Big Daddy V just uh, crushes him again. So we'll see if they move up Big Daddy V from these jobbers and the boogeyman or they continue the boogeyman's feud. Uh, maybe they put him in a handicap match like Matt Striker and boogeyman. I am Big Daddy V versus the boogeyman. Mm, yeah, you figure that's at some point where they're going to go with this. Um but, I mean, even though you know what, what the end result's going to be, I mean, yeah, you know there's no way that they're going to have, you know, Boogeyman go over Big Daddy V since it seems like, you know, they want Big Daddy V to be the new big monster heel on the brand and they need him to look, you know, look dominant. Yep. So now we have Elijah Berg versus Tommy Dreamer. Like, you know, the two guys who didn't win uh, the the triple threat match face off against each other, which is good because, you know, Burke and Tommy always put on a great show uh, together. Light kicks in the clothesline to the outside by Tommy. Elijah slams Tommy on the outside. Handstand elbow drop by Elijah. Backdrop by Tommy. Texas Cloverleaf to Elijah. Tommy slingshots Burke into the turnbuckle. Elijah counters a superplex by bouncing Tommy off the top rope. And Elijah Express for the win. For this matchup, Steve, I went a star in three quarters. Uh, it was good. Uh, a little bit on the short end. A, a little bit on the short end. But uh, Tommy had some great offense. And then Elijah comes in with the uh, Elijah Express. So I went a star in three quarters. I thought it was all right. Yeah, I gave it a star. It was, you know, like you said, just kind of, sh- you know, kind of short um, for these two guys. Um, they do still have some good chemistry together. Um, that um, when Burke threw Dreamer off the t- off the uh, apron to the floor, and Dreamer landed with like the nasty splat. Um, you know, that was that was you know sick to see. And then uh, you know Burke gets his you know usual offense in Dreamer with the comeback, and then uh, and then Burke you know with that uh, the hot shot leading into the Elijah Express, I thought was a good little uh, good little finish there. Mm-hmm. So now John Morrison uh, cuts a backstage promo, says he is the ECW champion and new face of Extreme. John Morrison says Punk can't handle Morrison can't handle Morrison and uh, will not win tonight. So now we have a return match here. The Miz versus Balls Mahoney again. But there's a little like there's a little um interesting uh like uh notion uh with balls and Kelly Kelly here. Um shoulder tackle and punches by balls, kick right to balls' face, and then like Kelly gets up and she starts to check up on uh balls Mahoney. Miz slams balls for a two count. Knee to the face, and he calls it the reality check. So we have a new finisher for the Miz here. This is called the reality check, the balls for the win. Uh, I want to star in a quarter here, but the I think the main thing is, besides the match, is that Kelly is looking at, like, Balls Mahoney and being a little bit, like, flirty with him, like, checking up on him, too. So I think we need to pay attention to that as well to see uh, if there's going to become a rift between the Miz with between the ex- extreme expose girls and the and the Miz here as well, or at least between Kelly and the extreme expose. 
Yeah, I um I want to start. Um, first of all, um that ring attire that Miz had that was definitely a choice. <laughs> um, like the bright white the bright white shorts <laughs> that did not um that didn't look good at all. I don't think. Um, and then yeah, you know, kind of um basic back and forth again between the two. And yeah, the one point where balls um gets knocked to the outside and Kelly kind of starts to kind of you know show concern for him and he gets this like 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 shitty grin on his face that this you know this young hot <laughs> this young hot chick is you know checking is checking him out <laughs> oh you're looking at me oh man no way <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was definitely uh definitely something and then um and then yeah then he kind of makes a little comeback but then Miz finishes him off again with the uh yeah, the I, I kind of I actually do kind of like the the name of the of the that move the reality check that that's a you know nice little touch there for Miz and then like like we said you know the the seemingly concern of of uh, Balls's uh, well being by Kelly um, while uh, while uh, Brooke and Layla are still kind of fawning over Miz so it, seems, it does seem like uh, there might start to be a little bit of a uh, trouble in paradise here um, for Extreme Expose. Yeah. And then uh, we get another backstage uh, segment here uh, with CM Punk. He's backstage, says he's going to focus on Morrison, and Morrison will will not forget the name CM Punk. And then Stevie Richards is backstage, uh, you know, he's saying that he's got two wins over Thorne and then gets assaulted by Kevin Thorne in the back. And uh, he gets uh, beat up here uh, by Thorne. So Kevin Thorne uh, attacks Stephen Richards uh, in the back here. What do you think of uh, these uh, two segments here, Steve? Um, You know, basic stuff there by, by Punk saying, you know, he's going to, you know, he's going to beat. Uh, Morrison tonight get that title shot, and then uh, yeah, Thorne played a uh, pretty good beating down on um, on Stevie there um, in the back. So it looks like that 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 feud's going to um, to continue here. And uh, I actually did just want to quickly call out since is you know that we're talking since we should I think it's a uh, we should mention it. Um, they did show a, a video package of from the night before on Raw. Um, Vince's return, Vince McMahon's return to TV since uh, since the limo explosion, and um, and of course, that was the uh, infamous moment where he got slapped with the um, with the paternity lawsuit. So this is where the um, who is uh, Vince's bastard child storyline begins. Now that's the uh, the whole the whole uh, who blew Vince up in the limo angle was uh, was basically killed Scrap. dead. Scrap. Yeah, ba- uh, bad choice of words there because of the of the Benoit situation. Now they're kind of oh. moving on to this new angle with uh, you know who is uh, who is Vince's child. Yep, the illegitimate son angle, and like you know, it's like they're not going to do this again. All of a sudden, coach comes around. I was like, no, no, don't do it again. We all know what happens. No, no. Um, listen, uh, I got this from your attorney, and uh, you have an illegitimate child, and it's like what? <laughs> so, uh, and then uh, you know, we also get a uh, Triple H uh, return, like uh, promos as well as he's going to return to uh, SummerSlam here. Don't know if they started the uh, King uh, King Booker uh, angle yet with uh, him challenging Triple H or not. Uh, well, if it hasn't ha- started happening, it's probably going to be soon because I know they're probably they've already started doing that. I think he's already started doing the stuff with um, with uh, Jerry Lawler, um, oh. wanting Lawler to acknowledge him as the true king. So, yeah. Um, so. We have a 15, so here's the uh, main event here. It's the 15 minutes of fame match. Here's what I, 
It's not that I don't like it, but this is where the concept of the 15 minutes of fame sort of, like, loses itself here. Instead of it being where CM Punk has to survive without getting pinned for 15 minutes, because, you know, Morrison is at a disadvantage. She either gets pinned within the 15 minutes or CM Punk survives by running out the clock, basically. They should have done it where Punk has to win within 15 minutes for the champion's advantage, so for Morrison's advantage, you know? Because, like, now it works against... Uh, see, it works against Morrison in two disadvantages. He either gets pinned or Punk again runs out the clock. What did you think of this, Steve? Yeah, that always did kind of confuse me. It's like, well, if um, if Punk, if all Punk has to do is survive the 15 minutes to get the towel shot, then why would he even why would they even bother wrestling? Just you know, stay away from Morrison for the 15 minutes. I mean, it would have made more sense. Yes, yeah, like he's got to beat Morrison. Within the 15 minutes to get the towel shot, but if he can't do it, if he can't, if he, if the 15 minutes lapses or Morrison pins him, then, you know, then Punk doesn't get the towel shot. But the fact that, you know, Punk, all Punk had to do was last the 15 minutes to, uh, to get the towel shot definitely, um, it didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, um, but uh, we'll see uh, what happens uh, during the matchup here. Morrison dodges a kick from Miz, submission moves supplied by both men, kicks to Punk, a drop kick to Morrison. Clothesline to Morrison, clothesline to the outside, and a cross-body dive by Punk. Morrison drop kicks Punk back to the outside. Punk tosses Morrison to the outside. Morrison misses a corkscrew moonsault, running knee and bulldog to Morrison, and a flying clothesline to Morrison. Neckbreaker by Morrison for a two-count. Spinning heel kick by Morrison. The corkscrew neckbreaker is countered into a GTS by Punk for the win. For this matchup, Steve, I went a two, two and a half stars. Again, you know, the concept of the 15 minutes of fame didn't work to Morrison's advantage, or it should have been that Punk needed to pin Morrison within the 15-minute time limit, or he loses, you know. But for the match itself, it went two and a half. As always, uh, Punk and Morrison seem to put on a very great good showing uh, together, so two and a half. Yeah, I went um I went three stars. I think this is definitely of the three matches, this has been the best one thus far. Um, you know, they kind of do the little exchanges back and forth. Uh that uh suplex by Punk over the top to the outside definitely was uh was a good was a good little spot there. Um and then Morrison kind of starts, you know, taking control. We do get the commercial break in between. Um and then Punk starts with his big comeback. And again, and like you said, yeah, the whole concept of how Punk needs to beat Morrison within the fifteen minutes, you know, that's where the you know they were and Joey and Taz was trying to really, you know, play up the urgency, um, but it didn't. But again, it didn't just make make a lot of sense trying to play up the urgency when all Punk had to do was survive the 15 minutes. Um, like you said, it should have been more. You know, Punk's trying to get the win within 15 minutes, and the fact that he pins Morrison with like five what, five seconds left on the clock, um, you know, it, it would have made it a lot more of a uh, you know thrilling kind of you know ending had they went with that with that angle about how Punk had to. Had to get the win within the 15 minutes, but um, as is, it's still you know a pretty good match. Um, like I said, these guys are they're, the chemistry is starting to slowly grow, and um, and now they're set to face off for a third time on a third straight pay per view at SummerSlam. And you figure at this point, this is where Punk's finally gonna get to um, kind of break through the glass ceiling in essence and finally become the uh, the ECW champion. 
Yeah, like this is like the blow off matchup, or like you move on from Punk and uh, you give Morrison uh, somebody new or something, you know. Uh, so things like we need to um, not not address, but like things that we should uh, look out for as the uh, upcoming weeks. You know, what are they gonna? What's gonna happen between Miz and Morrison now that I mean, not Miz and Morrison, uh, Punk and Morrison, as we now know that they're gonna face off at uh, SummerSlam. What's gonna happen between Big Daddy V and the Boogeyman, and is there a little rift uh, between? Uh, Kelly Kelly and Extreme Expose. She now is looking, uh, looking at Balls Mahoney. And also, what is going to happen between Kevin Thorne and uh, Stevie Richards here as well? You know, and uh, I mean, you can also say like, where does Burke work? Where does Burke and Tommy fit in all this? You know, and so like. Again, we're limited on roster uh, people, you know, now that Corvon and Benoit are gone, um, you know, and it's just looking on like the flat here, uh, you know, but uh, we'll see uh, what happens all uh, between everything that goes on and between, uh, you know, the timeline of uh, SummerSlam here as well. That's going to do it from us uh, for our ECW coverage here tonight. But before we go, Steve, do you have anything that you want to direct the uh, listeners to as we kick off 2024? Yeah, you can usually find me over on the uh, PTV Pop Experience. I have a few pods over there. Uh, Pop Goes the Classics, uh, Mickey Mount Rushmore, and the Video Jukebox Song of the Day. Uh, those are all going still going very strong. Um, uh, I will also... Um, be sure to go over to um, the North-South Connection. Um, the newest episode of Cronoso just dropped, which I was a part of. Um, I took a look at the Hulk Hogan Bad News Brown match from Saturday Night's Main Event number 20 um, as we are continuing the build towards WrestleMania 5. Uh, so be sure to uh, you know listen to that. And, of course, um, we do want to mention the uh, North-South Connection um, YouTube channel. Um, if you haven't done so, please um, please subscribe to it. Leave us likes, leave us comments. Um, lots of great stuff going on over there with you know videos, um, you know short short form and long form. And I will um, give the good plug out to uh, JT and Ryan. They are going through. Um, they basically took all 402 WrestleMania matches and ranked them, and they are releasing it. Um, you know, in like you know kind of. Daily, um, like four to five a day, kind of going through the rankings of every WrestleMania match in history. So be sure to, uh, you know, follow along with that because those guys are doing a great job there. And of course, um, you know, the PTB Facebook group uh, is still going good. Um, lots of good stuff over there, um, including our tournaments. Um, so be sure to just keep an eye on for whatever, forever new stuff that's going on over there. Yes, thank you, Steve. Again, you know, you do a great job uh, with uh, the pop feed and, uh, you know, all your uh, work uh, with the Place to Be Nation is fantastic. As for me, you can mostly find me on the Place to Be Nation wrestling feed here with Extreme Resurrection and also Nation Invasion. Steve, you were my last guest on Nation Invasion, and we talked about how Kurt Angle um, got the WCW title away from Booker T. So the WWF side has a world heavyweight title from the Alliance side. And Lance Storm uh, has another WWF title away from the WWF as he uh, became the Intercontinental Champion. We are heading into SummerSlam 2001, but also we are getting the return of The Rock 
And um, I'm going to have Keith Langston on as my next guest. And we're going to go over the uh, Rock's return and whose side is the Rock going to be on? Will it be the WWF or will it be or will it be the Alliance? Well, that's going to, like I said, that's going to do it for us from here on Extreme Resurrection. He's Steve Riddle. I am James Grunberg. And we will see you next time. Stay extreme, everybody. (laughs) 